Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. COVID rising. COVID rising. Is there something the president can do about it? Oh, no, I don't mean the incumbent. I'm talking about the former. And let me tell you why I ask. By the way, this just came in as I was prepared to come on air and talk about the latest developments relative to COVID and what can be done about it. I received some CNN guidance. We get guidance uh, that advises us, you know, here's what to say and what not to say, not from a political standpoint, but to make sure you're factually accurate. And so, for example, with regard to COVID, the subject line says COVID cases rising in all 50 states. It is technically accurate at the moment to say cases are rising in every state and D.C. The latest CNN map displays the seven day average of new cases as red or rising in 49 states and beige or steady in one state. Steady is defined as up or down by less than 10 percent. And the one steady state, Montana, is up 5 percent. So rising in every state, not surging in every state. Rising in every state. Probably interesting, I'll bet, for some of you to hear that, that there's a lot of deliberation and research that goes into the word choice that's used on the network, and I'm sure other networks as well. But the point of this guidance is don't go on air and say that COVID is surging. You may go on air based in fact and say cases are rising in every state and the District of Columbia. Some of what I'm about to share with you in bullet form Seems contradictory, at least to me. And I guess the foundation is yesterday we talked about Los Angeles County. I still find this to be stunning and and such a uh, well, I'll explain it this way. I had a conversation yesterday with someone who is unvaccinated. Some of them, someone that I know relatively well, not a family member, not in my my inner sort of social circle, but someone that I nevertheless know fairly well. And he or she explained to me that they're unvaccinated. And I said, why? And frankly, I don't know what the, the explanation is. And it, it is this person's business. But in having conversation about the fact that they're not vaccinated, I said, may I tell you one thing? Sure. What's that? And the one thing that I said is none of the currently hospitalized COVID-19 patients 
in Los Angeles County, big county, are vaccinated. Or said differently, every COVID inpatient, every, this is a cleaner way to say it, every COVID inpatient in L.A. County is unvaccinated. Think about that. I mean, that's a stunner, right? Quote, to date, we have not had a patient admitted to a DHS hospital who has been fully vaccinated with either J&J, Pfizer or Moderna, said Dr. Christina Golly, director of the Los Angeles County Department of Health Services. Every single patient we've admitted for COVID has not yet been fully vaccinated. That was yesterday's story. We talked about it. Now, here are the, the, the nine developments that I found significant. Sticking with Los Angeles County, now L.A. County is about to require masks indoors amid the rise in coronavirus cases. Starting Saturday night, residents will again be required to wear masks in indoor public spaces regardless of their vaccination status. Officials now being put in the precarious position of asking the inoculated to forfeit one of the benefits recently enjoyed. And at the same time, as L.A. County is saying masks again from the Wall Street Journal, and this is why I say I, I, there's a disconnect in some of this information. It doesn't totally make sense to me. But the headline from the Wall Street Journal today and many of these, I couldn't I couldn't link all of them at Smirconish.com, but you know the rules around here. If you're looking for the data that I cite, chances are it's on my website and in my daily newsletter. And I know you're all subscribed, right? I mean, it's free. You should be. The Wall Street Journal headline says the reassuring data on the Delta variant. Ah, what's the reassuring data? A new study from the UK found that vaccines are still incredibly effective at preventing serious illness with the Delta variant circulating. By way of illustration, the Pfizer vaccine, 96% effective after two doses at preventing hospitalization, meaning the average unvaccinated person in the study was more than 25 times as likely the unvaccinated person to be hospitalized with COVID as the average vaccinated one. At the same time that the Wall Street Journal is saying, hey, the vaccines are doing very well against the variant. Now here comes the WHO. This is development number three, I think. The World Health Organization warned yesterday that surging COVID-19 pandemic in many parts of the world increases the likelihood that new, potentially dangerous variants may emerge in the future. See, this, this is why it's all of our business. Who's vaccinated? Because these variants are going to, you know, what it's, a, it's Darwinism. Which variant is going to survive? The strongest of the variants looking for new people to infect. News from our neighbor to the north, Canada, moving forward toward admitting vaccinated Americans. You do know, right, that you can't go to Canada. And we have a lot of Canadian listeners at SiriusXM. They know it. I'll bet, a, I'll bet many Americans don't realize that this, this prohibition even exists. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, pardon me, said yesterday Canada could start allowing fully vaccinated Americans into Canada as of Mid-August, so still a month away, mid-August for non-essential travel and should be in a position to welcome fully vaccinated travelers from all countries early September, end of summer. Meanwhile, in this country, 
Another headline, this one from the Washington Post, vaccine hesitancy morphs into hostility as opposition to shots hardens. The gist of this story is to say, and we know this, we've talked about this here repeatedly, there's a partisan divide in terms of people's responses to COVID. This was evident at the recent conservative political action conference where attendees seem to be celebrating all the wrong statistics. Clearly, they were hoping, the government was hoping, that they could sort of sucker 90% of the population into getting vaccinated. And it, and, and it, and it isn't happening, right? There, there's a... Y- younger people sucker. are well aware... Yes, we're, we're applauding that we weren't suckered into protecting ourselves. This, this is uh, Alex Berenson, is the man saying these things. Uh, yeah, the crowd clapping and cheering at the failure causing, in part, the Surgeon General, who in India lost 10 family members, to speak out yesterday decrying pandemic myths. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy said that misinformation about COVID-19 poses an imminent and insidious threat to our nation's health. Today, I issued a Surgeon General's advisory on the dangers of health misinformation. Surgeon General advisories are reserved for urgent public health threats. And while those threats have often been related to what we eat, drink, and smoke, today we live in a world where misinformation poses an imminent and insidious threat to our nation's health. Health misinformation is false, inaccurate, or misleading information about health, according to the best evidence at the time. During the COVID-19 pandemic, health misinformation has led people to resist wearing masks in high-risk settings, It's led them to turn down proven treatments and to choose not to get vaccinated. All right, who cares? The WHO and the CDC and and what all of these people say. That's all so highbrow. How about if I explain in these terms why COVID is still an issue? The Yankees couldn't play baseball. Major League Baseball had scheduled just one game on Thursday, putting the Yankees and the Red Sox in the national spotlight to start the nominal second half of the season And then an unwelcome intruder got in the way, and that would be coronavirus. MLB postponing the game because three Yankee pitchers tested positive for the virus. I'm telling you, there there is an issue in among athletes, among professional athletes, young invincibles who are caught up in the, eh, I can endure. Dr. Lena Wen a CNN medical analyst, she's been a frequent guest on this program, calling for something drastic needing to be done. With COVID-19 cases surging in 49 states as vaccinated rates lag, turning the tide will require Americans to do something dramatic. We're seeing this because the public misunderstood the CDC guidance for fully vaccinated people as we can now do whatever we want, even if we're unvaccinated. We can now behave as if we are vaccinated. This is Dr. Wen with Anderson Cooper yesterday. And then it goes on to say the COVID cases are on the rise and relating some of the data that I've already shared with you. Okay, that was all by way of setting the table. Now, in terms of what can be done, Frank Luntz, the Republican pollster and strategist and wordsmith, was on with Don Lemon last night. Frank Luntz giving some advice 
to the Biden White House. Apparently, he's been providing counsel on this issue of how do you reach? I mean, he's he's the you know, the guy who came up with death tax instead of a state tax knows how to push people's buttons. So how do you push people's buttons who are vaccine hesitant to go and get vaccinated? This is about a 90 second clip, but it's worth it. Listen to what Frank Luntz had to say, because this will lead us to today's discussion item and survey question. I'll make it easy for you because of where I come from and the people that I support or have supported and work for. I'll make it easy for you. Joe Biden should specifically ask Donald Trump publicly, publicly to join him in PSA to come to the White House and be filmed saying, Mr. President, Mr. President Trump, you developed this vaccine in record pace and you deserve credit for that because we would not be able to vaccinate people if it wasn't for you, Donald Trump. And then he should say, Mr. Trump, tell your people right now, right now that you developed the vaccine, your administration, you know it's safe. You took it. Your wife took it. Your kids have taken it. Now it's time for the American people to take it. Now it's time for your people to take it. Actually, I would ask Joe Biden right now, not to call him out, but to call on him to do the greatest public service he could. Now I get Trump's emails every day. And as I said, I'll make it easy for you. Every day they talk about the election being stolen. If he would just spend one day, just one day, asking his people to make the right decision, to read the evidence, to see the facts. This is not the government telling them what to do. This is not Washington, D.C. or some bureaucrat. This is only Donald Trump, the person they supported and voted for, who himself has taken the jab. I'm in London right now, so I'll use their language. Uh, and and I did it, and I ask for you to consider doing it as okay. well. What do you think? Do you agree with Frank Luntz that President Biden should publicly ask President Trump to do a PSA. Give him credit. I mean, what did he say? He said, invite him to the White House, give him public credit, and then tell your people to get the jab. That's today's survey question, whether you agree with Frank Luntz that given all the nine things, the nine developments that I laid out for you, where Yeah, of course, a lot of light at the end of the tunnel, many resuming life as it used to be. But there are still problems among us. For all the reasons that I articulated, this thing is not yet over. Is this what's required? Now, I I will give you my own answer briefly, and it is as follows. I don't have a problem with Frank Luntz's prescription of Joe Biden inviting Donald Trump. I don't think it ever happens. I should say that from the get go. I don't think it ever happens. I don't think that Biden would extend the invitation. I don't know that Trump would would accept the invitation. I think the only way Donald Trump goes back to the White House in any circumstance, remember, he got out of Dodge and didn't attend the inauguration. The only way in his mind he ever returns to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is is after having been sworn in for a second term post uh, 2024 election. Forget debating whether that could ever happen. I don't want to distract your focus but I, I don't see this happening do i have a problem with the way Luntz laid it out no i'd be fine if it did 
sure, invite him in, give him credit, as long as he's going to encourage folks to get the jab, to get the vaccine, to get the vaccine. But as I listened to Frank Luntz and as I'm reading the reaction to it, I thought to myself, why is the onus on Biden? Why is the burden on Biden? This is so clearly the right thing. Why does there need to be any involvement at all from the White House? I'll bet that if Donald Trump would say the right thing on this issue, that he would then be credited and praised by the president, maybe even by name. And, And if he weren't, that would be a mistake on Biden's part. What stops Donald Trump at the turn today? When he's got nine under his belt and he's grabbing a burger and he's about to go back out for the next nine to say something cogent in Bedminster about why everybody should be vaccinated. He won't do it because he's afraid of alienating the hardcore Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me. And I don't think that everybody who's vaccine hesitant is on an individual liberty basis, but he feels he needs those people. Should he ever run again? It's a game of inches. He can't afford to have anybody leave the tent. So in Trump's mind, to the extent he thinks it through, I think it's that kind of a calculus. Why didn't he criticize the people who burst into the Capitol on January 6th? Why did he praise them, quote unquote, with love? In social media, before asking them to go home, it's because he he wants them all on his side. He is not ready to alienate or relinquish any of the support. But that's the question. It's a great idea, Frank Luntz, but why is why is Biden even necessary? Why can't Trump recognize? And by the way, I would make the argument, I would make the argument that, Mr. President, if if you if you lose some part of your fringe support because now you're endorsing publicly vaccination, maybe there are a couple of people out there who will just do a double take and look at you a little differently. I think that's how I'd sell it to him. In suburbia, where you lost the election, in suburbia, you'd be well-received for saying the right thing about going and getting vaccinated. So, Frank Luntz, good solution, but I've got a better one, which is don't wait for Joe Biden to make that request. Instead, direct it toward Donald Trump and say, this is what you should be doing. In the process, you can make your pitch, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. You can make your pitch about uh, the success of Operation Warp Speed. Do you know that I I did a a brief interview with, not brief, it was an hour, with Michael Cohen, who like, now I have to say, all of us, has a podcast. And I made this point to him just yesterday. Just yesterday. I said, Donald Trump is deserving of credit for Operation Warp Speed. And in the midst of a lot of criticism that Michael was leveling at Donald Trump, he agreed with me. So Trump can go out and talk about Operation Warp Speed and encourage, quote unquote, his people to get the jab. That's what I think. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. 
The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.